0: Esteemed audience, and welcome to another episode of Middle Grade Ninja. I'm Rob Kent. As you know, I'm the author of Banneker Bones and the Giant Robot Bees, Banneker Bones and the Alligator People, and an upcoming untitled third Banneker Bones Adventure. Uh, we're going to keep this short today since our guest has a, a very brief amount of time. We're going to do kind of a speed run, uh, but you can download uh, the ebook of Banneker Bones and the Giant Robot Bees for free whenever you're watching or listening to this, wherever fine ebooks are sold. Uh, I also write horror novels under the super secret pen name Robert Kent, uh, such as All Together Now: A Zombie Story, All Right Now: a, zombie, a Short Zombie Story, and The Book of David. If you're curious, The Book of David is five volumes long. You can get the first volume, The Book of David Chapter One, downloaded as an ebook for free whenever you're watching this, wherever fine ebooks are sold. Uh, coming up on the show. Keep an eye out for authors Annie Sullivan and John-Claude Bemis. You know both of those are going to be great episodes. Uh, Plus, we've got plenty of more authors and publishing professionals going to join us. Uh, As always, if you're curious to know more about the show, uh, check us out at middlegradeninja.com. You can find a complete listing of all of our upcoming guests, as well as an archive of all the previous episodes, and lots of great articles written by authors and publishing professionals. So that's it. Uh, My guest today is Claire McKinney. Claire, how are you this afternoon?
1: I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you.
0: Thanks How so much. How are you? For, uh, I am fantastic. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm chatting with you. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, a wonderful opportunity. I really appreciate you making the time. Uh, if you would, probably the best spot to start is if you just give esteemed audience kind of an overview of your background and the services that you're offering.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, well, I've been in publishing for over 20 years. I actually started uh, my career in publicity at uh, Hyperion Books for Children, uh, launching an imprint that was actually for geared toward the African-American children's market. Um, In that position, I worked with Toni Morrison and uh, Della Reese, who is somebody who has passed. Maybe not all of your audience knows her. But um, at the time, she was a pretty cool figure. And uh, from there, I went on to work in adult trade. So I've worked with a lot of adult uh, books. a lot of mystery authors, uh, pretty much every kind of author you could imagine. And uh, about 10 years ago, I started out on my own, started my own business. And I work a lot with um, indie authors, especially a lot of independent publishing, small presses and also self-published authors. Uh, We do pretty much everything from the general campaign media to author events, to social media, to content marketing. Uh, A lot of brand building is really where I focus and uh, sort of content strategy and messaging strategy, because we've found over the years that with the tightening of the review market for books, that it's important to be able to communicate directly with an audience that you create and nurture. And so that's something that we're really big in nurturing connections, not just with media people, but also with, um, you know, consumers.
0: Gotcha. And so... Uh, what types of projects are you currently looking for? And what's the best way for authors to get in touch with you?
1: Well, they can get in touch with me through the website, which is www.claremckinneypr.com, Or they can email, they can, they're welcome to email me directly at claire at uh, The kinds of projects I like, I, I, we, we do a lot of work with fiction and memoir. I uh, do quite a bit of genre, mystery, crime, true crime is an area that we really love, Uh, and um, narrative, nonfiction, not so much in the the self-help genres and things like that, but much more, um, I would say, Memoir and uh, anything education-based we do uh, right now. I have a series that um, Working on with a woman who's very into this sort of promoting steam in the education world which is uh, a little bit different from stem because it includes art which has been found especially with girls to be helpful for uh, girls learning science and uh, succeeding in the science area, so that's one thing and then I also work with the president of the scholastic book clubs Uh, group who uh, authored a series of novels uh, called bobs and tweets which you're familiar with but she's also uh, her whole mission is about connecting kids with books and so we really love doing that Um, projects that really help people and connect them with reading but also um, inspire and teach people things so
0: gotcha so uh,
1: if uh, I'm an author
0: I come to you um, where would you start to market my book and what could I expect to what, what, what could I look forward uh, to seeing happen with my book?
1: Well, it depends on the kind of book that you have to some extent. Uh, if I was let's talking say about just, you,
0: for, just for today, let's say it's a middle grade novel.
1: A middle grade novel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there are a couple of things that you do with something that's middle grade. Um, first of all, you want to try to connect it with the trade publications that are appropriate for that level of book. So, there are several places like School Library Journal, uh, Publishers Weekly, um, the Children's Book Review Service, Hornbook, various places that are part of the uh, B2B world of uh, children's books uh, and young adult books. So those places are looked at by bookstores and libraries and also by teachers. And uh, really, with anything middle grade or kids' books, you want to try to penetrate that education market as much as you can. So getting into trades is really important. Also, uh, sending the book out for review. A lot of bloggers and websites uh, are great places for children's books because they're run by parents um, a lot of times who have an affinity for those kinds of books because they've got kids who read them. Uh, and they're always looking for something new. And so that's a lot of fun because they um, really appreciate getting books uh, to, to review for their audiences. And we also offer you know, giveaway copies and things like that to help promote them. Uh, and then there's also sort of the influencer market with teachers and we have a pretty wide connection base of uh, Instagram people who are teachers uh, who will uh, bring books into their classroom or review books on their own and then post their reviews on Instagram, which is uh, really helpful. And you know, a lot of these teachers have thousands and thousands of followers. So um, you know, teachers and communities, different kinds of communities, can be sort of celebrities in their own areas and stuff. And so that that's a really good way also to get your book out there. Um, so I would say that sort of getting into the education market uh, is is really important, and connecting with teachers, and connecting with parents, and then uh, you know as much as you can connecting with kids directly by getting out there and doing book book, book book events at libraries or visiting schools and doing speeches and speaking to kids at schools.
0: Gotcha. Uh, and so you mentioned you work with indie authors as well. What's the difference, or is there one, uh, in practical terms, between working with an independently published author and a traditionally published author?
1: Well, I think with the indie authors, there are, is a little bit more... Um, some of the review outlets are more challenging like not that many children's book authors these days are getting a lot of coverage in places like the New York Times but some of the big outlets big newspapers are prejudiced against independent authors and small presses mostly because they don't have the space to cover all of the books and for the most part in those kinds of places it's usually the big brand name authors that are covered anyway so that, that's really the major difference between the traditional authors and the indie authors on a media scale. The other thing is um, about uh, timing and tools uh, because it's very important that you have uh, review copies and things to send out to people about four months ahead of publication date. And traditional publishers, they understand this and they prepare for it and they have a whole run of galleys, it's called, you know doing a review copy, but um, independent, authors or in small indie presses or indie presses often don't have the budgets to do those kinds of review copies. So there's a little bit of a uh, having the appropriate tools can be a little bit of a challenge, but we do have ways of working with authors to help them get that uh, ability to work with their book in a more produced form so that it can be sent out for review and sent out to media people. But that's probably one of the major, those are the only really big major differences between the two.
0: So, and I know that the the old adage is only uh, 50% of marketing works. Unfortunately, nobody knows which 50%. Um, but uh, when you start a, um, a marketing campaign for a book, what's a good way to know whether or not that's been successful and to judge that? And how can an author judge that?
1: Well, there are a couple of things. There are two things with marketing. One is sort of the PR end, and the other is the sort of direct Uh, direct sales marketing and so you have in marketing you may also include uh, paid promotions like uh, advertising Google Ads Amazon ads things like that and in PR most of what you're doing is unpaid it's what we call earned media so those are things that are free primarily they're not quite free because you've to spend time doing them and you might send a review copy which costs money but um those two things are, um, are a major part of any campaign. So when you have paid media and you're doing digital ads of some kind, it's easy to see some of the results because you have click-throughs, you have sales on Amazon, um, you know, you can see actually Amazon is great at showing you whether or not your ad actually produced a sale. So that gives you a, a good opportunity to see how your marketing's going on that, in that respect. From a PR standpoint, it's a little bit more difficult. There you're kind of gauging it based on when you Google yourself, how many things come up on the first page of Google, you know, are you easily find, you know, can you be found easily? Um, The more hits that you get, especially things that are circulated online, the more that's going to come up about you and your book specifically as you move forward. So, I mean, those are ways to sort of get an idea of sort of how much impact you're having, how much awareness is being generated, and then how some of your marketing efforts are leading to sales. Um, So, I would say that I would say that those are some of the main ways of um, of indicating. And of course, if you get a bump on Amazon or a bump in sales based on any hit that you get, uh, whether it's a PR hit or if it's a paid hit, then you know for sure that that's working. But sometimes it's a little bit more subtle than that.
0: Well, I assume, of course, that the most effective form of marketing you could do would be to appear on the Middle Grade Ninja podcast, obviously. Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> of course, definitely. Uh, you mentioned uh, cost-per-click sites. Other than Amazon, what have you found to be the most effective cost-per-click sites?
1: Well, you know, I use, uh, I use Google Ads myself for, um, for services. I also have a publishing company called Plum Bay Publishing that I started uh, about two years ago. I launched it officially in the trade this year in the winter. Um, there is a website plumbaypublishing.com. I, I have about six titles up there right now and two more titles that are in the works. So um, we're small and uh, I started it in particular to try to help independent authors uh, have a, a, an honest and transparent way of getting their books published. Um, but in that regard, I've worked with uh, Google Ads quite a bit to generate awareness of my own company and my own things. I found that Google Ads work okay when you are promoting services um, and also probably when you're promote- promoting an e commerce site in particular. I find it they're not as effective at um, promoting individual products that aren't part of sort of a larger commercial space. So um, books are hard to promote individually on Google. So that that would not be one of my main ones. And I'm only pointing that out as not one of my main ones for that particular thing because it's so prevalent and it's always being pushed on everybody. So that one's hard. Um Amazon ads, like you said, I find that they can be effective. Facebook ads are also really good if you target your audience appropriately. Um and it also it somewhat depends on the kind of book that you're working with. So if you're doing something that's genre related, I think it's you have a really good shot at targeting people that like mysteries or horror or you know romance or any of those kinds of things or, you know, uh, dystopian young adult or teen or, you know, you can categorize them that way. Self-help and things like that is a lot harder. Um, but I've had people get a lot of success publicizing fiction and promoting fiction on Facebook to get sales.
0: Gotcha. So what are the without giving away any of your uh, industry secrets what are the best ways to target an audience for a book and how do you go about determining who that audience is
1: well the way that we do it is uh we do something that we call um niche media mining and um i call it mining because it's really about digging into the content of your book and sort of all of the things that go into the, the content and the making of your book so you, the first thing you do is you sort of list all of the things about yourself that, are, um, that have touch points like uh, where you're from, what you do for a living. Maybe you're a writer for a living. I'm sure you write books for a living and um, that's your day job. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's good. And a podcast, of course, uh, sure. you, you make a list of those things. Uh, you make a list of everybody that you know um, and what they do, what, what kind of um, hobbies and interests they have. Then you take your book and you write down what the genre is of your book, what category does it fall into, what are some of the themes that your book addresses, who are some of the people that you know, like if you made a list of, of a dozen people that you would give your book to who would love it, what do they do, where do they live, who do they know, you know, just sort of think about what your audience is from yourself out to the most immediate people in your life who you know would love your books And beyond there in addition to the subject matter of your book and you should write this all down you know in some kind of organized way Um, I have some charts and things like that um, for people to use in the book I published about publicity called do you know what a book publicist does but um, there you can write it down yourself any old way that works for you and then you know when you look at that you think about where you would find some of these people And some of it is easy. If you write mysteries, you know, you know there are a lot of mystery places. You probably frequent a lot of these places or a lot of the, um, not just the bookstores that are good with with that kind of genre, but also the media outlets that promote them like Mystery Scene Magazine or Mystery Tribune. If you're into, um, if you're writing uh, young adult books or teen books, you probably know a lot of kids and you have an idea of like what they might be reading or you have a kid at home. Um, you know, you want to talk to these people and get an idea of like, well, where do you guys hang out? Oh, you guys like TikTok. You know, although my teenager hates TikTok, but <laughs> you know, you like Instagram. So then you think, well, maybe I'd find these people on Instagram. So you have to do some research. Um, you know, there's not really any one answer on where the best place is to find people because you you used to find them all like in specific in bookstores or in certain sections of the newspaper or on TV in certain places that's how you got to all of these people and now because of the internet they're everywhere but you have the power to hone in on your audience and find out like what kind of newspapers they read and what kind of like radio they listen to or podcasts and all that stuff by figuring out who are the people in your immediate audience and then just sort of multiplying that exponentially by their interests and doing that research i hope that is very clear <laughs> it's a lot of words <laughs> I always, I feel like, would I be a good college professor? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, uh,
0: what does your day look like? How much, uh, how much yeah, what, what does your day look like? How much work are you doing on a daily basis?
1: Well, my day, I was just talking to one of my um, uh, associates about this today because my day is really sort of compartmentalized. I spend some time on business development because I do run a business. So I'm thinking about who can benefit from our services and how I might reach them. And then I also spend time on strategy. Um, I have, you know, several hours of the day are spent on client campaigns and brand awareness and figuring out how to get um, how to build somebody and so that they can become whatever it is that they're looking to be, whether it's to sell a ton of books or whether it's to become better known in an industry. So that's probably about. Thirty percent of my day, and then I would say about thirty percent is business development, and then um, and then I do administrative stuff that's boring because of the business boring stuff that you run. <laughs>
0: boring stuff, but very necessary for keeping the lights on and keeping everything going, right?
1: That's right.
0: Uh, and I wanted to ask you. I noticed on your site that you've got uh, different services available for both book marketing services and then social media services. So, what are the differences between those two?
1: Well. In the book marketing world, services um, I'm talking about sort of PR and marketing in a more um, what I call terrestrial sense: um, submitting people for book festivals, uh, submitting books for awards, media relations, uh, press copy and messaging, putting together contact lists to uh, for people to approach. Event ideas, putting events together for people, contacting bookstores—all of that kind of stuff goes into sort of your traditional PR and marketing um, for authors. Um, from the social media and the and the other services that are, are related to um, some more digital stuff, uh, that's where I. Sp- Spend a lot of time helping people connect with audiences directly, because that's really where you can get your direct-to-consumer experiences and also where you can build your own, your platform. So that involves a lot of writing, helping people with their uh, websites, creating newsletters, sending, you know, curating their contact lists, um, sending out the newsletters promoting the blogs on social media finding the right social platforms for people to work with really organizing people so that they're they're submitting a clear message so that they're actually working towards a specific goal that they have that's what i found is that in general with social media in particular people tend to throw everything out there and to see what sticks and in the way that it is today with over three billion people on social media it's almost impossible to do it that way I mean it it can take a lot lot of time to do it that way it can drive you crazy doing it that way but it's not efficient and it's not effective
0: so i can pay you to do my newsletter for me did i hear that right yeah will yes. you also do my twitter will you will you do the yeah. whole thing
1: and I how much involvement too-
0: would an author expect to have then
1: Um, we can do, uh, what we, what we do is first, we sort of go through the person, we call it a brand, um, individual brand identification. We go through a a person we send you a questionnaire, you fill it out and let us know various things like your history, where, like I said, where you're from, kind of the things that would go into finding out what your audience is and who your audience is. Um, you tell us about some of your books and what your goals are and what your social platforms are? You give us all of the information about what you have, what's your Twitter handle, your this handle, your that handle. So then we go and we do some research based on that. And we look at your profile and platform online and see how much we can find and what what really speaks to us. And, you know, a lot of times there are people who have nothing and then there are people who have a lot and some people who have some, but it's not consistent. So then we come up with a plan for you, a strategy, a content strategy that can include as many pieces as you do not want to do yourself, or they can be It can be a part inclusive of the pieces that you create. So blog, website, and um, uh, a newsletter are the three top forms of content that all of the recent information is saying is what people need to mount an effective campaign. So those three pieces are the content sort of uh, foundations and then we we will work with you on the correct platforms for you, and Post regularly we will send you a calendar where all the editorial thing is all planned out and explained. Usually we try to organize things by themes or um, goals, so, or promotions. So if you have something coming, we would want to set something up in advance that leads to that thing so that everybody so that you're promoting something always that you're doing. So it's always leading toward more excitement around what it is that you personally are doing, whether it's writing a new book or some other venture or speaking somewhere or whatnot. And then we also engage with these audiences and we find influencers for you to follow who might follow you, um, but engaging also on a regular basis so that we're responding to people um, if you can't. So some people do some of this, most people don't do all of it because it's just a lot of work.
0: Fair enough. Is it possible I can pay you to host my podcast for me? That I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's enough. because
1: you love doing it. Come on. You love like doing it. it. Yes, that's uh, why. Um, I'm
0: watching our time, and it's, it's slipping away from us so fast. I know you have so many brilliant things you could share with me if only I knew how to ask. Um, why don't we call it two more questions, and we'll call sure. it a day. Um, So you've worked with Toni Morrison, Noam Chomsky, the greats. Um, you know good authors when you see them. What separates the good authors from the bad authors? And what are the most common mistakes that you see authors making when it comes to marketing their books?
1: Good authors from bad authors. Well, I like to say that there are no bad authors. Um, uh, You know, I think that um, one of the really tricky things with authors is um, that everybody who writes a book, especially the first time, there's this feeling of like I'm the only one who's ever written a book ever in the whole world, and what separates the good authors from the bad authors in a way is is understanding that um, that there is, that you're not writing you can't write in order to be famous you don't you can't write in order to make a million dollars because that's not the way that writing works. Uh, everything in life takes a certain amount of work and process. And you your goal is to be on a journey of process and work that will hopefully lead you to a destination, a goal that you have in mind. But when you're a writer who comes to anybody in the industry, whether it's an editor or an agent or a PR person, and you come with an attitude of this is I am the best thing in the whole world, and my book is the, is the most important book that's ever been published. That's a great feeling to have because it's good for your esteem, but it's not a great feeling to have when you're trying to work with somebody in the industry who knows how the industry works. And it sometimes gets in your way because you refuse to do things that could be really helpful because you don't wanna do some of the paying your dues that has to happen in order to kind of make it in the business. So I would say that that really, it's attitude that's really the hardest thing with an with an author. Um, when somebody is not willing to work with experts, when they hire somebody or they they want to work with a publisher, but they're not listening to what people who have been around for a while um, have to say, and that can go the other way too, where people that are in the industry aren't willing to take an exchange of ideas. The whole process with writing, it's an artistic discipline. It's not, a book is not just a product that you throw out there like a, you know, tube of toothpaste. It's a set of ideas. And it's, it's, it's got a lot of stuff behind it because you've got ideas, you've got the person who came up with the ideas and wrote the ideas, and then you've got the world hopefully accepting and being interested in those ideas. So there are a lot of pieces, pieces that have to go into that. And, um, And when you come to the table unwilling to to consider how it works, that makes it very difficult to work with a person. So, And some of the greatest mistakes I see authors make is a really small practical thing, waiting until the last minute to publish a book, to to promote their books. Um, Not using proper editing or copy editing services you absolutely have to present your book in the most professional manner that you can. So it has to be, uh, you have to have a jacket designer, you have to have uh, an editor, you have to have a proofreader, your book has to come off looking good. Because these days, uh, there are no, there are a a lot of people who are availing themselves of some really good publishing methods, and there are industry standards, and your book will stick out if it doesn't meet some of those standards. And you don't have to pay a gazillion dollars to do it either. There are jacket designers that are reasonably priced that are pretty decent. You know, um, it, it, you know, it's uh, those are some of the biggest things I think is sort of not being able to um, bring some humility and like leave some ego to the side in order to be accepting of how how much it takes to sort of get out there and how much exposure you are you have as a as a writer and your material you know sort of being ready for that is one aspect and then the other part is really just more practical things um timing um book production um how the book looks and knowing how that stuff works and being willing to be edited that's a really long answer to that question
0: no, it's a wonderful answer. I'm just going to let you keep talking. I think you'd make a great <laughs> professor.
1: Well, I've been professor <laughs> for a long time. A million dollars, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you could make it rich, but I think in our culture that the world has become so American idolized that we think that there's this like overnight success thing. And people think of it with authors, too. They think they see J.K. Rowling or they see, um, I mean, I don't know, even see James Patterson or these big people and they think, Oh, you know, know, I could be big like them. J.K. Rowling was just some, like, you know, teacher or whatever she was before she was a, you know, a big writer. And then she got discovered, and look how huge she is. But what people don't really realize is that James Patterson wrote his first book in 1976. That was a long time ago. (laughs) You know, a lot of these people started doing what they were doing, like, 10, 20 years ago. So it's not, like, it's not an overnight. There's no overnight. There's, you know, you have to be able to be ready for the journey it's not easy um it's just it's just not easy and and being ready for that and being a little bit humble while at the same time thinking you are the best thing since sliced bread because that's how we all have to have a little bit of that in our lives you know is, is an important combination in order to be successful
0: look at this we've got a mabel the cat oh, cameo say hello, oh, hello, oh, world, oh, mabel. hello
1: i have a cat at home too mine is fluffy
0: Claire, we have just about run out of time, haven't we? As much as I've enjoyed it. We're going to have to do this sometime again. If you're you're ever in the mood, I would love to pick your brain some more because I know that there's a lot of information that you've got in there that if only I could (laughs) find a way to get it out, we'd all be marketing professionals by the end. Um, Remind uh, esteemed audience one more time, what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Uh, You can reach out to me through the website at uh, clairemckinneypr.com. Or you can email me directly at claire at com. Uh, that's perfectly fine. And uh, you should also check out my Plum Bay publishing website for fun. And then I also have the uh, Do You Know What a Book Publicist Does, if you're interested in reading a book that really lays out sort of your basic campaign and how to put one together yourself.
0: I mean, by the time you're done reading that, you'll know just about everything there is to know about publishing, uh, publicizing. You,
1: you will know a lot, actually. I, the... the, the the reviews i got were pretty uh were very positive as far as um it being a good guide for people so you'll either realize um you'll either learn how to do it all yourself or you'll be like oh my god i do not want to do this
0: (laughs) (laughs) or you'll do what you should have done the first time and reach out to claire mckinney Uh (laughs) well as ever esteemed audience find me at middlegradeninja.com you know that by now uh, Claire I always ask our guests to sign us off with the very ninja- like phrase hi ya and what have you will you sign us off Hi ya
1: and what have you is that what I was supposed to say yes ma'am okay hi ya and what have you